I call you up, Jay, and you're like, hey, you want to come to New York and ring the bell with me? And I was like, uh, let me think about that for a second. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome, Jay Pestricelli. I'm, I'm excited about this podcast today. Thank you for traveling all the way down here to Arkansas from West Palm Beach, Florida. Listen, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's beautiful here today. I think I'd rather be here than the, the, the humid weather of uh, July, West Palm Beach. Oh, it's brutal, but it's great. It's been a You're while. You're just saying that. You're being That's nice. not true. It's beautiful here. I know it is beautiful here. We live in a great part of the country, so thank you for traveling here to be with us. And I'm looking forward to today's podcast. For those of you who are listening that may not know Jay, he is the CEO of Zega Financial. Uh, Jay and I have been working together for, gosh, what do you think, Jay, eight years now? It's eight years, yeah. It's been a great eight years, David. Can I just say that? Yeah, it really has been. You know, as we were reminiscing earlier today, we were talking about how back in the day when we were using high probability options very heavily, how that was really instrumental because it was something truly unique, still is something truly unique and different that's really bringing a lot of people to Mach 1. So. Zega and UJ have really been an instrumental part of Mach 1's growth over the last eight years or so. So I'm really thankful for our relationship. I, I like to say more partners, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like you were able to smartly and uh, wisely integrate in options into your product offering for your clients. And I, you know, we're just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I didn't see any of our competition doing anything like what you guys were doing. And it was something that I saw as an opportunity because what you guys offer truly is unique and different. None of our competitors were doing it. It's something that we're, we're seeing more and more people start to become accustomed to. So I think we're going to see more important. Uh, I think we're going to see more and more uh, hedging in the future. And we'll talk more about hedging here in just a few minutes. But anyway, I appreciate our eight years together. It's been a great partnership to use your word. Um, for those listening that maybe don't know your name or maybe haven't heard your name in a while because it's been a long uh, 18 months of COVID. It has. Yeah, a little break. Yeah. A little break from travel. Yeah. For those that are listening that don't know you, Jay, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, uh, who Zega is, what's important to you, to you and uh, why you chose the name Zega Financial or what that stands for. Yeah, sure. So uh, believe it or not, David, we are in our 11th year at this point, Zega Financial. We started it in uh, uh, 2010, and it's uh, the name actually comes from the first letter of our kids. Uh, the other co-founder and I, the names of our kids are Xander, Ella, Grace, and Abigail. And that we use those letters to come up with the name of the company because for us, it really has been about uh, family, right? Helping our friends and family has always been uh, the reason for starting this business. Uh, you know, our past at TD Ameritrade, we were able to help the individual investor. And gosh, I was there for a decade. Ran a lot of the trading business there. But, you know, when we started Zega, it was really, it, we were pushed into doing it by our friends and family. Jay, please, can you can you help me out? And so we started the firm. And, you know, David, I would consider you family, uh, especially with, uh, 
you know, how much work we've done and, and the time that we've spent together. We've had some pretty unique experiences together, even including the one just a week and a half yeah. ago. So the story is I'm getting ready to head home on a Friday afternoon and I got a text from Jay saying, hey, call me when you get a chance. And I don't typically get a chance to call return calls until the end of the day because I'm just so busy here. And so I call you up, Jay, and you're like, hey, you want to come to New York and ring the bell with me? And I was like, uh, let me think about that for a second. Yes. Yeah, we had really very little notice. It came up last minute that we were able to uh, uh, go ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange for the rollout of uh, our new ETF, our first ETF. And, you know, you've been such an integral part to our business uh, and a partner that I just, it was really important for me that you were there up on the balcony and clapping away with us as uh, as we got to ring the bell that was quite the experience being there at the, i've been to the stock exchange before yeah being the one ringing the bell and stand the whole ceremony ahead of time it really it was really great and i'm just i'm really grateful you were able to uh work it into your schedule uh, in the investing world it's it feels like you got to go to the super bowl i don't know that's what it feels like a little bit to me right yeah one of the things I love about you, Jay, is how family is important to you. You can see it in, you know, the fact that you named Zega Financial after after your children. So, uh, and it certainly showed here recently when we uh, had a pretty important event together in New York City, uh, how you honored your, your wife and your son by bringing them along with you uh, for the bell ringing a couple of weeks ago in New York City to commemorate the opening of your of your new ETF. Yep. That's why we do it. That's yeah. why we're in this business for me, at least, you know, and I, and I know for you too. It was a whirlwind of a trip for us. We were on the ground for just under 24 hours there in New York city, but man, that one day felt like a week in a good way. But anyway, thank you so much for inviting me and my wife, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. It was great to have Jenny there as well on the floor with us. Absolutely. So, okay. So we just talked about ringing the bell. So let's talk about the market for a little bit. As we all know, the market is at or very near an all-time high. Uh, at, in fact, as of this recording, I'm sitting here looking at the Dow approaching 34,700, roughly. So, uh, you know, there's always concerns th there. There's always been fears and concerns about the market whenever it gets to a new high. Anytime you're at an all-time high, there's always fear lurking around the corner. Uh, obviously, last year we saw what that was, uh, COVID. It was definitely a punch in the gut to the market. But we actually did quite well during all of that. Yes, yeah, certainly. And and the reason we did was because we stuck with the plan, right? The, the the investing plan. One, whether it's the plan you worked through with your clients or the strategies that we manage, there's there's a plan, there's a path, and we follow that. Um, you know, times like last year, you can get emotional when it comes to investing, right? Uh, uh, but I will tell you, emotion should have very little part in your investing decisions. I. I love this quote. Um, think about, you know, anytime you've made a decision, have you ever said to yourself, geez, I wish I was more emotional when I made that decision, right? You don't say that ever, right? And so, and that's, that's just as important when it comes to investing. And so staying invested, um, staying protected, and if you know you're protected, it gives you some leeway and, and uh, uh, confidence to stay invested. Uh, in the markets and they rebounded very very quickly last year and you know this first six months of this year was also very very strong right there are a lot of concerns who's going to be in the white house well what's going to happen to the market market doesn't matter right the market's going to do what the market's going to do and so recognizing that you know there's you, you pointed out there's always going to be some sort of an issue just this past week uh monday we had the the delta variant scare yeah. 
right, where the market had its worst day since, I think, October or September and was down 2.5%. And, okay, but guess what? The next two days it, it has bounced back. What, what a lot of folks don't realize is the market spends a lot of time at all-time highs, near all-time highs. Yeah, it kind of has to do that if it's going to trend up. It's always going to be at a new it, high. It does, right? The markets yeah. generally trend higher, right? I mean, the fact that we're just at an all-time high means it always comes back, right? right. Um, 36% of the time, the market is within 3% of an all-time high. So, you know, with the, the reason why I bring that up, it's, it's, it's important because we recognize that the market generally is up more often than it's down uh, and that being near all-time highs shouldn't be the signal to sell. That's not the reason to sell because it usually pushes through all-time highs. And for you, David, you're a big advocate of hedging and protecting. Um, I know the way you allocate for your clients is very smart where you have uh, some lockdown money that's very safe, doesn't take any risk. And then even your market growth aspect or your growth portfolios they have a hedge. They have protection in them. And so it gives you the confidence to stay invested through a COVID. That's right. Our clients did extremely well through the COVID year last year because when the market tanked in March, for example, our hedges really performed well. And so our typical client saw a fraction of the downward move of the market. Uh, the typical Mach 1 client is going to have, say, uh, a third of their portfolio in a zero risk annuity. So a third of their portfolio didn't lose a thing. And the other two-thirds is in things like your buy and head strategy, um, which you manage well for us, Jay, and, and Zaga manages manages for us. And it's all um, and it's all just a fraction of the downward move of the market. So when you put all that together, let's say two-thirds of your portfolio drops 10% because of the way it's hedged, and one-third drops 0% because it's in, an, in a fixed annuity, well, your overall portfolio is down maybe 6 or 7% in a market that was down 34% last March. Then you perform well on the rebound. Yep, yep. And that's, you know, David, the way you construct portfolios and plans for your clients is unique. I do, you know, talk to a lot of advisors and uh, I really, you know, have always supported and love the way that you build uh, uh, the portfolios. I guess I shouldn't say love, that seems emotional. I just said, don't be emotional. But but it's, it's logical, it's smart. And, uh, you know, you always have a goal in mind with your clients and that's that's why they invest. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about hedging here in, in detail for a minute, Jay. Uh, I'm a big believer in using analogies. I think it, it's a, a way to make the complex easier to understand. So the way that I explain hedges to clients is that hedging is like what you do in other areas of your life. When you buy a house, for example, you hedge it with a homeowner's insurance policy. So if a tornado hits you, you're okay. Or maybe a better example from last year that I use a lot of times is if a hailstorm is coming, if you've got your house insured and your roof is getting old and the, the forecast is for hailstorms to come through, you don't worry so much about that. In fact, you you almost kind of hope it happens. <laughs> you look forward to the hailstorm a little bit. You get a new roof, right? Yeah, exactly. You get a new roof out of it. That's one of the things I've been telling clients, and I explain it to them this way by saying, look, a hailstorm hit the market last year in the form of COVID, and our clients got a new roof out of it. I, I love that analogy. I have not used that one. I use the insurance one all the time. We're Americans. Yeah. We're forced to buy insurance. Yeah. We have the government makes us do it. So, But what's crazy is we don't really do it in our, our investment portfolios, which arguably can be the biggest asset we ever have control over. Yeah, for many of our clients, their portfolios are larger than the value of their house. And I would argue, and you may or may not agree with me, but I would argue that the risk of something bad happening to that asset is probably, percentage-wise, a higher risk than a tornado or a fire hitting your house. Yep, that's true. I would agree. And yet most people don't think about the wisdom of hedging their investment portfolios. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's rare that you do well, you, you, you profit from your health insurance or homeowner's insurance right. or car insurance. But you do profit on a regular basis every you know three to five years on your hedges in the in the market. So thanks, Jay. Real quick, that was the high level explanation of it, the analogy of homeowners insurance. But can you give our listeners a little bit more granular detail without getting too fine of how Zega hedges? Yep, absolutely. So the buy and hedge strategy uh, aims to limit the risk of our portfolio to eight to ten percent in any twelve month period. And um, we do invest for the long term, as the name suggests. Buy and hedge is kind of a play on buy and hold. We do believe being invested all the time, but do it in a hedged way. And so we look to offset losses and and, uh, aim to not lose more than 8 to 10% in a 12-month period. But we're looking to capture 75%, 70 75% of the growth in the market. And for most clients that have a 4 to 5% growth target, we absolutely will exceed that. People that need to make 7 or 8 or 9%, it's going to be right in that range. So it really is a good way to meet your investment goals but do it in a way that's more protected and get you out of the mindset of market timing and yes. pick a top. Yeah, bombs. because market timing doesn't work. It's really hard to do right. Really, really hard. Right. You got to get it right every time. You've got to get the top right, the bottom right, the top right, the bottom right again. You got to do it right every single time. That's right. That's right. And nobody can get it right every time. And and to your to your question about how do we do it is we use options. We use options to create that limited exposure. Um, between options and a yield-bearing portion of our portfolio, um, we're able to create some upside exposure, like I said, 70 75%. But, you know, if the market really tanks, all I've spent is 8 to 10% on my long options. And so it really is, um, I'd like to say, a progressive way of investing, a more advanced way using more uh, sophisticated tools that are now available to us that weren't available 40, 50, 60 years ago when modern portfo- portfolio theory c- came out. This is kind of the, the next wave of it. That's right. I was having a discussion on modern portfolio theory just a couple of days ago with a client. And I was saying, you know, modern portfolio theory, in my opinion, isn't so modern anymore. It's 70 years old, yeah. right? And listen, the, and, and the general gist is 60-40 is a modern portfolio, right? right? 60% stocks, 40 in this market, being 40% bonds is, is, is going to be yeah. tough. Yeah, with yields or interest rates basically at zero, interest rates can only go up and bonds can only go, go down. down from here. That's right. And you've got inflation fears. You've got, you know, all of these things kind of worked into the mix. And so, you know, we believe it's a, it's a more sophisticated and more predictable way, right? There's no better way to manage your risk than with options. Uh, people sometimes think options and think, oh, my gosh, they're speculative and they're risky. But there's also no better way to mathematically limit your risk and that's why we use them yeah and you kind of hit on this earlier jay but the other thing i love about buying hedge just the concept of hedging in general is it does eliminate market timing it gets you out of that mindset of thinking oh my gosh the sky is falling and it's time to go to cash uh if people had done that for example something that i hear all the time that the uh with regard to politics the you know the common theme or fear that i that uh, i hear a lot of times is within the political environment um you know, people, whether they're liberal or Democrat, conservative, Republican, whatever, they tend to think that if the party party they don't favor is in power, things are going to be bad and they want to go to cash and get out of the market. Well, for example, if you were pro-Trump or Republican and Biden won the election last fall, um, I had a lot of clients thinking maybe we need to go to a more conservative position or cash. My position was and still is and has been the same for years. No, we don't. We don't need to go to cash. We're hedged for that. We don't have to worry about 
what the market may do or what politician may come to power or roll out of power. Right. We don't have to worry about what the market may do. Right. Uh, think about how much upside, for example, someone may have missed if they had gone to cash last November after the election. I mean, the market's gone up a lot since then. Right. Yeah. The market's up like 25% exactly. from the election, from exactly. the day before the election. Yeah. Yeah. And who would have thought that? I mean, I, I certainly would not have predicted that, but if you make an emotional decision based on fear or whatever, you'd have missed out on a significant run up in the market. You stayed disciplined. Hedging. You stayed with your plan. And hedging allows you to do that. That allows you to stay in the market with a peace of mind, knowing that if something does run counter to what you hope happens, you're hedged for it. Yep. And the, the great thing about the way we manage those portfolios is we'll re-hedge you know, so as the market's going higher, we'll move that hedge up, right? It's not like we put a hedge on and if the market goes up 25% and then sells off 25% a year later, we give it all back. We're naturally locking in those gains along the way. That's exactly right. Okay, great discussion on buy and hedge. Thanks, Jay. Let's shift gears for the last few minutes here and talk about something that a lot of our clients may not be very familiar with that Zega can do. And this is one of the things I love about Zega is that you guys manage what we call concentrated stock risk. Can you talk for a few minutes about that, Jay? Yeah, let's say you're uh, uh, an individual that has been given a lot of stock as, say, compensation or was left to you from, you know, a grandfather or somebody that passed away. Yeah, this may be like a company like Walmart, for example, which is the common one in our area. Maybe as part of your compensation package, they grant you these options or stocks and or restricted stock units is what they call them at Walmart. You get these RSUs, for example, granted to you all the time. That is, a, that is a common example of what we see here. Right. And it, and, it, and it grows over time. And next thing you know, like, oh, my gosh, half of my net worth is in this one stock. Right. And, you know, as much as we, you know, all have faith in Walmart and I do, too, I think it's one of the greatest American companies that exists. It's still a single company. Anything can happen. Right. Something can happen. There could be tax fraud. There could be, you know, anybody can make a mistake there and it could really decimate a stock price and hurt a lot of people's wealth. So one of the things that we do in order to kind of offset that is we will hedge or protect. You know, when I say hedge, not everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a hedge fund. I'm not talking about the bushes in your front yard. I'm talking about hedging your bets, protection. And uh, we can use options to create a protective position that if there was a catastrophic sell-off or even a, just a regular sell-off, doesn't have to be a catastrophe, we will have positions that offset the loss and then the underlying stock. They hedge. They are going to make money when your underlying stock loses money. And so that's one of the things that we actually do a lot of business this way for individuals that have you know, a large position that they know is too risky for them, and, but they need time to get out of it for tax reasons or whatever it may be. Um, and we can help them kind of buy that time by giving them protection along the way, like your insurance example. Absolutely. I think it's a fantastic value add that we can bring to our clients. So if you're out there listening and you can identify with what we just talked about here, maybe you have a large concentrated stock position. By the way, as a rule of thumb, talk real quick, Jay, about the criteria we would need to make this work. Yep. Generally, a million dollar or more position, uh, we'll, we'll hedge. If it's less than that, it's usually not uh, worth doing for anybody. We don't want to do it unnecessarily. And then it should be, if it's more than 20% of your portfolio, you should consider uh, hedging it, right? If it's a yeah. third or half, absolutely. You want to at least eliminate some of that risk yeah. uh, that you have in the single stock. So if you can identify with this, let's say you work for Walmart or you know someone who worked for Walmart or some other big company in our area, maybe you're retired from there. Uh, and if you or they have more than a million dollars in a single stock that makes up 
20% or more of their total net worth. If they or you are concerned about selling it because you don't want to have all that, uh, all those capital gain taxes, or maybe you just don't want to sell because you enjoy the dividend, in, dividend income, uh, but you're also concerned about having more than 20% of your net worth in a single stock, no matter how good you think that stock may be, uh, we have a solution for you and we can help protect you. Yep, that's exactly right. I, I'll give one example, recent example, um, Boeing of two years ago, right? The great American aircraft builder, all of a sudden their plane started having a little trouble. Yeah. Uh, stock went from 400 bucks to 80 bucks, right? If you're half of your net worth, if you were an employee of Boeing, an executive, you've been there for a long, long time, there's no other American company that can compete with you, but then you have this single issue, you know, you've lost a big chunk of your money, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's to lose 80% of your value for in, in a year in a piece that's your big part of your uh, investable assets is, is dramatic. And so we actually had people, we were hedging their Boeing and we ended up helping them avoid a lot of the losses. And then, you know, through the planning and, you know, we're not tax experts, but with the use of their working with their accountants, figured out, okay, what's the right time? When do we take profits and how do we exit this position? And, you know, it's, it's come back since then a little bit, but still there's obviously all problems there. You never know. GE is another great example, right? Another great American company sold off. So, you know, as much as Walmart's at the top of the world right now, it may not always be there. And if a lot of your assets are tied into it, it, it could make sense for you to, to think about a way to protect it. Absolutely. So give us a call or reach out to us over the phone or online here at Mach 1 so we can help you out and explain in detail how we can help you avoid that concentrated stock risk. If you're not the concentrated stock risk type client, we can still help you understand how and why you should hedge your portfolio so you don't have to be exposed to large drops in the market and you don't have to play that impossible market timing game. So, Jay, thanks again for being here with us today. It's always great to spend some time with you. And uh, to close out today's podcast, uh, as we always do, we want to have our thought of the day. So today's thought of the day is a quote from Warren Buffett where he says, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there, how that applies to what we've talked about today, there's a lot of people out there that think that options are risky. Um, and I agree, options are risky if you don't know what you're doing. But uh, that's what we appreciate our, about our long-term relationship with Zega Financial and Jay Pestricelli. They are option trading pros and risk mitigation pros. That's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com disclosures. Guests on the show may be clients of Mach 1 Financial Group and comments should not be taken as an endorsement or testimonial of the firm. Comments are the sole opinion of the speaker and do not reflect the opinion of Mach 1 Financial Group.